This program is presented by Birch Gold Group, the precious metal IRA specialists. Good morning. In today's headlines, the Chinese regime launches military drills around Taiwan. The exercises include live fire drills and fighter jet deployment over three days. Find out how U.S. lawmakers and Taiwan's forces are responding. French President Emmanuel Macron suggests Europe limit reliance on the U.S. This after visiting China and meeting with CCP leader Xi Jinping. A federal judge has ordered the FDA to freeze its approval of an abortion pill. The judge says the agency ignored safety precautions and faced political pressure. Meanwhile, the Biden administration says it may ignore the ruling. Former college swimmer Riley Gaines vows to sue after she was attacked at a California university. Gaines appeared at a rally to support women's sports. And a performance celebrating 5,000 years of traditional Chinese culture unfolding in the heart of New York City. Shen Yun Performing Arts returns to Lincoln Center. Good morning. Welcome to NTD. I'm Kevin Hogan. Good morning. I'm Evelyn Lee. Happy Monday, everybody. It's April 10th. The Chinese regime conducted live-fire military drills around Taiwan over the weekend. The exercises started the day after Taiwan's president returned from a visit to the U.S. Taiwan's armed forces responded by launching military drills of their own. And today's Jeremy Sandberg has more on the drills and the reaction from U.S. lawmakers. The Chinese regime surrounded Taiwan with warships and dozens of fighter jets on Saturday. Live-fire training drills were held. The Chinese Communist Party, or CCP, says the three-day exercises are combat readiness patrols. The simulated naval blockade is in retaliation to meetings between U.S. lawmakers and the president of the self-ruled island last week. The CCP calls the meetings a provocation and promised resolute actions and countermeasures in response. Taiwan's defense ministry says it detected eight warships and 71 planes near the island on Saturday. 45 planes were reported flying across the middle line of the strait that separates Taiwan from mainland China. Taiwan's army, navy and air force launched their own drills in response. Representative Mike Gallagher, chairman of the House Select Committee on China, attended the meeting with Taiwan's president. He said Saturday the U.S. needs to take the threat to Taiwan seriously. The Chinese regime claims Taiwan is part of its territory, despite never having ruled the island. It's vowed to take control of the self-governed island by force if necessary. Gallagher says Congress should step up its military commitments to Taiwan and that the U.S. should quickly send weapon systems for its defense. Representative Mike McCall, chairman of the House Foreign Affairs Committee, says it's possible the CCP could take Taiwan over without a shot fired. McCall says the CCP will try to influence Taiwan's next presidential election in January. The CCP has scheduled more live-fire drills around the island on five dates over the next two weeks. Jeremy Sandberg, NTD News. French President Emmanuel Macron says Europe should reduce its dependence on the U.S. dollar. That's after his recent visit to China and his meeting with Chinese regime leader Xi Jinping. President Macron cited a risk of Europe getting caught up in crises that are not its own. He said that would prevent it from building its strategic autonomy. CCP officials back Macron's concept and often refer to it when meeting with European officials. Macron traveled to China with a 50-strong business delegation. It included Airbus and nuclear energy producer EDF. 
The companies signed deals during the visit. The French president says Europeans need to ask themselves if it's in their interest to accelerate a crisis with Taiwan. Macron says Europeans must not follow the U.S. agenda and a Chinese overreaction. A judge has ordered the FDA to freeze the approval of an abortion pill, mifepristone. A Texas federal judge ordered the temporary halt while a lawsuit that challenges the safety and approval of the drug continues. The judge says the FDA ignored risks in approving the drug and added that the agency uses clearly unsound reasoning and studies that did not support its conclusions. The judge also cited evidence that the FDA faced significant political pressure to ignore proposed safety precautions with the aim of increasing access to chemical abortion. There is essentially no precedent for a lone judge overruling the decisions of the FDA. The FDA said on Saturday that it appealed the decision and insisted that the abortion drug was safe and effective. The Health and Human Services Department says that the Biden administration might ignore the judge's order. It called the decision reckless and says millions have used the abortion drug, adding that it has proven itself safe. Chemical abortion involves two drugs. The first deprives the unborn child of life-giving nutrients. The second induces labor to expel the deceased child. On to former President Trump's indictment. Trump's attorney in the classified records case, Jim Trusty, gave his thoughts on the charges yesterday. Trusty says Trump's legal team will be making motions to dismiss a priority. That's because, in his words, it would amputate this miscarriage of justice early on. He also says he thinks Trump's legal team is a long way from moving venues for the trial. Former Attorney General Bill Barr also weighed in yesterday. He says the indictment is a political act. Barr says Democrats want Trump to win the Republican nomination, and that's part of a strategy to rally Trump's base. Barr claims Trump is the weakest Republican candidate and the most likely to lose again. Star swimmer Riley Gaines has a bone to pick with San Francisco State University. Gaines was attacked during a protest there last week. A university official later praised students for a peaceful protest. And today's Daniel Monaghan has more. Former NCAA swimmer Riley Gaines spoke at a Saving Women's Sports rally at the university. Gaines advocates against men competing in women's sports. Protesters gathered in the hallway chanting, trans rights are human rights and it's time to fight. Someone then turned off the lights and Gaines says she was cornered behind a podium and attacked, struck multiple times by a man who identifies as a woman. Gaines escaped with campus police to a room where she was barricaded for hours. Protesters stood outside yelling, open the door, we want Riley. It's time she gets the justice she deserves. You dress like a communist. Gaines says the protesters also screamed at the cops, calling them pigs. Student Affairs Vice President Jamila Moore later issued a statement saying the trans community is welcome at the university. Moore says she is proud of the moments when the students demonstrated the value of free speech and the right to protest peacefully, and commended the so-called tremendous bravery it took to stand in a challenging space, the space being the talk by Gaines. She did not address the assault of Riley Gaines in her statement. Gaines says Jamila Moore has since blocked her on Twitter. Gaines thinks it's easier for Moore to ignore her than to denounce violence against women. But according to Gaines, she won't be able to ignore a lawsuit. Daniel Monahan, NTD News. 
And yet another train derailment. At least 11 cars and a locomotive in a Norfolk Southern train derailed in Jasper, Alabama on Saturday night. Norfolk Southern says two of the train's crew members were briefly trapped in the engine room. They were taken to the hospital as a precautionary measure and have since been released. The company says the derailment did not involve toxic materials and did not create danger for the public. Efforts are underway to clean up diesel fuel and engine oil that spilled from the locomotive. The derailment comes just weeks after several Norfolk Southern train cars went off the tracks in a rural area of Calhoun County, Alabama, northeast of Birmingham. And coming up, a disaster in southern France. An explosion levels a residential building. Rescue efforts are underway and a performance celebrating 5,000 years of traditional Chinese culture unfolding in the heart of New York City. Shenyun Performing Arts returns to Lincoln Center with 13 shows. Get the story after the break. Welcome back. Going over to France, a disaster in the southern city of Marseille had rescue teams searching for survivors through the night. Two bodies were found in the rubble after an explosion and building collapse. At least six people are still unaccounted for. Here's the latest on the rescue efforts. Smoke filled a street in the southern French city of Marseille on Sunday after two buildings collapsed in an explosion. A fire complicated rescue efforts and a third building in the area had partially collapsed, according to officials, who say five people were taken to a hospital with serious but non-life-threatening injuries. Interior Minister Gerald Darmanin, who visited the site, said 30 buildings in the area were evacuated. I know many of my neighbors and I don't know what to expect. They might be stuck under the rubble and that's terrible. It's terrible, terrible for us. It's a terrible reminder for some of 2018 when less than a mile away, three buildings considered unfit for habitation collapsed, killing eight people. The mayor of Marseille said a parallel could not be drawn, while the prosecutor said the buildings that collapsed on Sunday were not known to have any structural problems. The cause of the explosion is not yet known. And another disaster also in France, a deadly avalanche in the French Alps yesterday killed four skiers and left multiple people injured. It occurred just southwest of Mont Blanc. Video footage of the avalanche was captured as it rolled down the mountain. The video was shared on social media by a nearby ski station. President Emmanuel Macron wrote on Twitter that rescue efforts for further casualties were continuing and that his thoughts were with the victims and their families. The Environmental Protection Agency is expected to take steps in the coming days to tighten restrictions on emission standards. The proposed rule changes, if implemented, would require two-thirds of all new passenger vehicles sold in the United States to be electric by 2032. The New York Times was the first to report on the agency's proposal. The federal government isn't the only one trying to make changes. California regulators voted last year to ban the sale of new gasoline-powered cars by 2035 and set interim targets to phase these cars out. Other states are also expected to adopt these new rules. 
India is on course to become the world's most populous country, that's according to United Nations projections. With a population of over 1.4 billion, India is expected to take the top spot by the end of this month, overtaking China in the process. India's 2011 census put the country's population at just over 1.2 billion, meaning that in the last 12 years, the country has added over 200 million people in its population a number almost equal to the population of Brazil. The population explosion is posing certain challenges, such as future mass migration to urban areas, as well as providing infrastructure and basic amenities. A performance celebrating 5,000 years of traditional Chinese culture unfolding in the heart of New York City. Shenyun Performing Arts returns to Lincoln Center with 13 shows, more than half already sold out. Let's hear what audience members have to say. I thought it was beautiful, it was aesthetically gorgeous, and I thought a message of um, keeping you know, spirituality alive after it was suppressed was great. I feel anew, I feel spiritual, I feel ready to conquer the world. Um, it, was, it was a very enlightening experience. It was amazing, it was beautiful. The clothing, the dance, the music, amazing. Really amazing, really, really, really blew me away. I, I wasn't expecting that. Artistry and the, the dance, the music, uh, and the technology. I was very impressed with everything that goes on in the show, and uh, uh, we thank you for, for allowing us to share in it. The performance also seeks to showcase China before communism. It's inspiring to see people over decades to keep their culture alive, even when it's easier to just give up. They didn't give up, so it was inspirational and uh, to know that there's a, a tremendous history and culture in China, uh, pr which predates communist China, and uh, something that all Americans need to know about and what's, and what's going on in terms of human rights is a vitally important thing, and uh, Shenyang is a wonderful way to, for Americans to be exposed to it and learn about it through art and culture and dance. Audience members added if people watch Shenyang, they'll walk away with a different perspective. There's a lot of vibrance, you know, and, um, effort to put forth uh, a message of hope. We're under the, under the umbrella of having this beautiful dance and, 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 and music and all that to say, hey, wait, maybe this is a way we could kind of talk about bringing people together and, may, and just making lives better for folks. It would probably be helpful with more of those messages coming out about compassion, about empathy, about caring, about taking care of people. And I think that that would be a wonderful thing. Thank you for what you do. You're truly amazing. I've, this is my first time uh, seeing it, uh, and it won't be the last. Shen Yin is in Lincoln Center through April 16th. The theater has added new shows next Wednesday and Thursday, and new seats have been added to performances that are nearly sold out. NTD News, New York. As the second most visited zoo in the U.S., the Houston Zoo now has one more special charm to its many attractions the world's very first exhibit of the famous Galapagos Islands. Let's take a look. Our Galapagos Islands. After turning 100 years old in 2022, the Houston Zoo is debuting the world's first major exhibit of the Galapagos Islands. Is this truly is a representation of the Galapagos. It's the only exhibit outside number two Galapagos in the world. The only thing closer to it is the real thing. According to the release, the major Galapagos Islands off the coast of Ecuador is one of the most special places on the planet. 
The majority of reptiles, mammals, birds, and plants there are found nowhere else in the world and are considered most endangered species. We have our dominant male Jonah that's also a rescue. He was found when he was very young, separated from his mom somehow, and never learned to hunt on his own. Most of the representative animals in the new exhibit are closely related species to those on the Galapagos Islands, including sharks, penguins, tortoises, and more. Funds raised from the exhibit will help the Houston Zoo run its conservation programs on the Galapagos Islands and protect the animals there from endangerment. NTD News, Texas. Coming up, today is National Siblings Day. What does it mean? We spoke to some siblings about the bond they share. And hats upon hats upon hats, the traditional Easter bonnet parade delights onlookers and participants alike in New York City. More in just a moment on NTD's Good Morning. Welcome back. It's National Siblings Day today. To celebrate, let's hear from one family that what this day means to them and what makes their sibling bond special. I think, like, whenever he would always try and help me with basketball and I wouldn't let him, I think that made me want to just... Uh, there's a story that um, we were playing basketball and I was helping my sister, uh, you know, train and... She did not, you know, like the advice coming from her older brother. So she started to get mad and she started yelling at me. And then it ended up with her chasing me with the basketball. That That's was pretty uh, funny. Is that the same one you were referring to, Cameron? Yeah. What does it mean for you to be an older brother? Like, what kind of responsibilities do you feel? I feel that there's a lot of responsibilities coming with experience due to the fact that I feel that I've experienced, you know, some things that she has yet to experience and I can help her out with, uh, help her with things that I've experienced before that she, you know, needs help with at the time. And uh, also with our parents. Uh, so, you know, since I'm the older sibling, I feel like I know, you know, my parents a little bit well. I can help, help my sister out with getting in trouble and things <laughs> like that. How was it having two kids in the house? I mean, I have friends that tell me there can be chaos and destruction, but what was your experience? Well, when they were little, they were always competing. It's always a competition. And we've got Mr. Know-It, you know, all, and then the one that wants to know it all. So it was a fight. But now they, they're like best friends. They work together. Um, I can rely on them. I have no problems with them. But the bond that they share, whether they know it or not, is just fantastic because they truly have each other. And they, they've had, you know, experiences that most don't around here, you know, with him being of color. And But she has always got him and he's always got her and it's just beautiful, really. I got a phone call from my best friend um, one day and she's like, if Cameron is upset when she comes home, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm like, really? What happened? You know, she says, well, I had to break the news to her that she wasn't, you know, she's not black. And I thought, well, I think she knows, you know, she goes, no, she, she really was upset. And it was silly and funny at the time, but it, I, I really got to thinking about it. And like, it's beautiful because it just shows the innocence, you know, of a child. She, there's no difference. She didn't see anything different, you know? So 
I love sharing that. Yeah, that's so precious. Um, Kaden and Cameron, coming back to you guys, what does National Siblings Day mean for you? I feel that National Siblings Day is a wonderful day of uh, celebrating the love between a bond of a brother and sister, you know, something that can never be unbroken. You always have your brother and sister there with you no matter what, you know, whether the age difference or not or the disagreements growing up. I feel that it's a day of celebration for your loved one. Yeah. It's amazing that we got all of you on, so thanks for chatting with me today. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. They were so sweet. It must be great to have to always have that support in the family, you know? Oh, siblings. yes, absolutely. And yeah, everyone with siblings, make sure to give them a call today. Yes. And Easter festivities were also underway in New York City. The annual Easter Bonnet Parade and Festival is one of the city's highlights. People flocked outside to show off exuberant costumes and lavishly styled hats. The fanciful bonnets are the real attraction, ranging from extravagant to downright bizarre. The parade started Easter Sunday morning near St. Patrick's Cathedral and headed down Fifth Avenue. It's an old tradition dating back more than 150 years, where everyone is welcome, especially those who are imaginative and offbeat. Another story for Easter. A bunny is the newest member of a California police department. U.S. City Police Officer Ashley Carson found the lost rabbit in the middle of a road last October. She took the rabbit to animal control, but he was not claimed by his family. So the department named him Officer Percy after the street he was found on. Officer Percy now has his own tiny canine harness and is serving as the department's wellness and support officer. A fun Easter egg hunt in Florida, although this one was underwater. A scuba diver in an Easter Bunny costume hid real hard-boiled eggs in the waters off Key Largo on Easter Sunday. The, the hunt took place in the Florida Keys National Marine Sanctuary. It's one of the largest marine protected areas in the United States. Dressed as the underwater bunny was the sanctuary's dive adventurers operator who wore a bunny suit over his diving gear. The annual event raises money for children in need. The Easter egg hunt also raises awareness about marine conservation in the area. So, you know, Evelyn, I bet that man in the bunny costume was exhausted when mm. he was doing all that diving. But, um, <laughs> but it looks like it was worth it. That view by itself made it worth it. Oh, right. <laughs> all right, that's all for today's program. We'd love to hear from you. You can share your thoughts and your story at goodmorning at ntd.com. Shoot us an email if you'd like. Thanks for watching. I'm Evelyn Lee. And I'm Kevin Hogan.